invest in yourself before investing in any kind of real estate. And we did everything wrong, but we still made some money. But doesn't mean it happens all the time. As a loyal best ever listener, you know that it's important that we as entrepreneurs focus on managing our time effectively, which is why we're always looking for ways to automate the basic duties of our business so that we can focus more time on our money making activities. That's why I want to introduce you to Rentler.com. At Rentler, landlords and property managers can perform all their duties in one place. Rentler offers tools that allow you to automate tasks like listing a unit for rent, finding and screening tenants, collecting rent, and managing the maintenance requests. And even better, these tools are offered at zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever to get started today. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. KK Singh. How you doing, KK? I'm doing great and I'm thrilled to be here on the best ever show and thanks for having me. Well, I'm grateful that you're on the show as well and it's our pleasure a little bit about KK. He came to the United States, and shortly after arriving, he was in the gas station business and grew the gas station portfolio to 10 gas stations in 15 years. He came to the U.S. as a Microsoft certified system engineer. His real estate investing career began when a church member actually offered him a portfolio of 33 single-family rentals. He's based in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So with that being said, KK, you want to tell us a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. My background is in gas station, as you said, and I came to U.S. as a Microsoft Certified System Engineer to pursue American Dream in 2000. And immediately after I came here on 9-11, I lost my job and landed in the gas station business. So I did my gas station business for about 15 years. And in 2015, my real estate career started at our church. When 82 years old, landlord walked up to me and said that he wanted to sell his 33 rental houses to me. And I had never thought of this and think that I was going to buy and the rental properties. But he said that he wants to sell me, and then he gave me another push by saying that he will help me for a year, and also he won't charge us anything for a year. So I like that idea, and I started thinking, and I asked him to give me a day to think over and back with him. And I came home and started doing my research on the computer and started comparing with the gas station business and he gave me a very good deal and we decided to buy. Wow. So the next day I called him in the evening and told him that we'll buy your properties and let's sit and talk about it a little bit. And he came to my house and he brought some paperwork and he showed me some paperwork, which I didn't know how to look at and do any underwriting or anything. But I decided to sign a purchase agreement with him. So that's how I bought these properties. And after a few days of the purchase agreement, he changed his mind and he said that he can't do a loan for a year. 
but he will still help me manage the properties for a year. And then I had to go to the bank and he said he'll help me get a loan. And I went to the bank and I went to two banks and both of them approved me for the loan. So we went ahead and bought these 33 properties in about a month and a half. (laughs) Wow. We've got a lot to talk about here. Just to backtrack a little bit, you lost your job initially when you came to the U.S. and then you got into the gas station business. How did you just get into the gas station business? Well, I had friends in the gas station business. I got 40% share in the gas station and I agreed to manage the gas station. Okay. So I didn't have to put much money into the gas station because they brought the money in and I managed the gas station. If you did not have an existing relationship with that person, just purely looking at it from a number standpoint, would that have been a good deal for them to offer 40% share in order for you to manage it? I'm not aware of how operations work for gas stations. Well, I knew that person. I went to college with him in India. So he knew me well, and he decided to put the money down, and I decided to work. So that's how I got into the gas station business. Was it a good deal for them to do that, or were they just doing you a favor? Well, it was a good deal for them because they were passive investors, and I had some money too out of that. And it was a good deal for them because they didn't have to. They were living in Indianapolis, and they bought a gas station here in Fort Wayne, and they didn't have to move. I moved to Sierra. Okay. Now, let's fast forward to the 82-year-old landlord who walked up to you at church why you? Why not someone else? Well, after a while, I came to know that he sold to somebody else. And for some reason, he couldn't get the loan. And he didn't trust him to do the same thing that he did to me. And he knew me for several years. He knew that I was an entrepreneur. I had money and I could get a loan. So that's why I think he chose me. Do you remember the terms for that deal? Well, we didn't talk much about the terms because I didn't know how these land contracts, etc. work. But before we talked about the terms, he said that his son doesn't want him to do this because he said he's already 82 years old. And I don't know, he said how long I'm going to live. So I'm not going to do for another year. But instead, then I asked for one free house. (laughs) And you got it? And I got it. I used as the earnest money. So I didn't give him any earnest money, whatever the price was. So I used that as earnest money. Wow. What did you end up paying for the portfolio and what was it actually worth at closing? Well, it was about 900000 we paid for the portfolio. And we got the appraisal when we went to the get a loan. It was about $1.2 million. Do you still have the 33 single-family homes? Yes, we do. Why do you have them versus selling them and doing a 1031 or just selling them off individually? Well, the cash flow is good. And immediately after I took over, and there's another story because he promised to help me for a year. And after about 10 days, I said, I'm going to do something different. I'm not going to be doing this way. I'll be doing everything online rather than everything on there. So I let him go after 10 days. (laughs) (laughs) 
I decided to go and I moved all my properties to Belgium and started running from there. I read a lot of books and a lot of online research. And also, after I took over, I realized that he was charging less rent and he was charging much less deposits. So I started raising the rent and in about a year, uh, my rent roll was 22000 What was it before? 18000 Wow. In one year, you increased the rent roll by $4,000. Correct. Did you have to invest money into those properties to do that, or was it just... No. What is the rent roll today? Today, the rent roll is over 25000 because I bought seven more properties last year. Well, just the original 33 properties, what would be the rent roll today? 22000 when did you get this portfolio? June 15. June 2015. Correct. Okay. So I want to make sure I heard you correctly. You got this property in June of 2015. Originally, the rent roll was $18,000. Then within one year, so approximately June of 2016, it was $22,000, right? Correct. And then today, with those 33 original properties, the rent roll is still 22000 Approximately, because we added seven more properties. So now the rent roll is, I haven't figured out how much is just for those 33. With seven more properties that we bought last year, now the rent roll is about 26000 Okay, twenty six. Have you increased rent on the original 33 since that one year anniversary? Yes, every time we have a turnover, I increase it by about 20 to $50. What are some tips that you have for best ever listeners who have portfolios of this size, or maybe a little bit smaller, maybe a little bit larger, in terms of management? Well, I wanted to learn the business, so I've been managing it myself, and I'm spending only nine hours a week. That's outstanding. Yeah, everything is online and I spend nine hours. I go there three days a week and three hours per day. So nine hours a week. You go there three hours a day, three days a week. So where do you go exactly when you go there? It's from 20 miles from my home. They are not in Fort Wayne. They're in Huntington, Indiana. Okay, but when you say you go somewhere, I mean, you've got single family homes. So are you going to each of the homes or are you doing something else? No, no, we have an office. Okay, got it. And are you still using Buildium? Yes, still using Buildium. What other tools do you use to help you manage the properties? I use PDF filler for all my leases and my evictions, my notices. I use everything else. I use PDF filler. PDF filler, okay. Correct. So between Buildium and PDF filler, those are the two primary tools you use? Correct. With your acquisitions, the seven that you've purchased since the original portfolio, can you give us an example of one of those properties, price point, what it rents for, that sort of thing? Well, I bought six from his son again. His son had six houses. I bought one house at an auction for 23000 And then I used that house as collateral to buy six more from his son. <laughs> Okay. So you bought one house at an auction for 23000 and then you used that as collateral to buy six more. So those are the seven that you purchased. 
Yes, the house that I bought for twenty three thousand was appraised at fifty six thousand. So I used that to buy his son's six more houses, and they were like average rent on those was six hundred fifty. Will you elaborate on exactly how you use the house for collateral in order to purchase six additional homes? Well, on May twenty third, I was there for another flip house to buy at the sheriff sale. And this house, nobody bidded on this, but I knew it was by my property. I had seen that house, and nobody bidded it on it. So I went ahead and bid it on it, and I got it for twenty-three thousand. Then I went to the bank and got it appraised and used that as collateral to buy six other properties from the previous owner's son. And by using it as collateral, you're getting a loan from the bank, and then you're pledging that house. For the loan, what were the value of each of the homes? Approximately those six, two hundred ten total, two hundred ten thousand dollars. Yes, in total, for six of them. Okay, cool. Any unique structure, deal structure with his son that you did? No, we went to the bank and got the loan, and we just bought from him directly. So, did you have to? Put any money out of pocket besides the twenty three thousand dollars that you used to buy the house that was collateral. No, we do any cash from our pocket. And I imagine this was a local community bank or credit union that's in Fort Wayne. Correct, Midwest Credit Federal Credit Union. And our previous loan was from the same bank too, so they were happy. We were paying on time and everything, and we had cash flow, so the bank was pretty happy about it. You've got these single-family homes. Do you still do any gas station business? Yes, I do. Actually, in my gas stations, I have partners, and each partner runs two gas stations. It's a kind of a family. My daughter, my son-in-law, my nephew. They're my partners, and my daughter and my nephew is partners in this corporation too. We bought all these houses in the same corporation, and they are my partners here too. So they are working for me. I am working for them. <laughs> What do we need to know? If I'm going to look at buying a gas station for the first time, I've never purchased one. I've never looked at the numbers. I know this is such a big, broad question, so I recognize that. But what do I need to know? Going into the transaction, if I'm looking to purchase a gas station, well, there are two different ways to buy a gas station. Either you can lease it or you can buy the real estate. And the simple formula is that we want our money back in at least four to five years. So if you are leasing it, then you don't get a bank loan. If you are buying a real estate, then you have to put twenty percent, twenty twenty-five percent down. Okay. Which one did you do, the lease or the buy? Well, we did both. We own four properties, and six of them are leased. When does it make sense to do one over the other? Well, I like leasing. The problem is with the gas station. Sometimes there's a leak, so if the property is contaminated, it's a big risk. It's hard to sell. Has that happened for one of your properties? Well, we bought a property that was contaminated before, but we didn't have the liability. The previous owner had the liability, so they have to take care of it, and they are still doing it. And we have owned that gas station for five years. Wow! Yeah, it's a long process. I guess that it depends on the scope of the contamination, but in general, how much well, does it cost? It's, it's, 
sometimes at millions and there is a state insurance you have to pay only the down payment which is 35000 in state of indiana 60000 in state of ohio you just pay that and rest the state takes care of rest of it and oh. but it runs into millions wow you pay that every year no we pay them insurance premium oh, okay so you have some that you leased some that you bought your goal is to get your money back in 4 to 5 years can you give us numbers on a property that did that and then maybe give us numbers on a property that did not? One or two properties did not do it in five years, one or two out of 10. But on one gas station, my first gas station, we got our money back in eight months. Wow. And that was the lease or the buy? That was the lease and then eventually we bought the property too. The ones that you did not achieve that goal, which is tremendous, even if you don't achieve it in five, if you achieve it in seven, you're still doing pretty darn well. Why did you not achieve it on those couple? Well, this was a brand new gas station, so we had to build our business from day one. It took us five years to get any profit, any cash flowing. Some would say that a brand new gas station, if it's in the right area, is more desirable than one that's more established, but in that same area? Well, there was plenty of competition. It took us five years to make it cash flowing. But now it's doing great, and we have made up our money. So we bought it in 2009, so we got our money back in 2016. After five years, the next two years, we made up our money. Any of those gas stations just completely fall flat? That was the worst one we had. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Based on your experience as a real estate investor, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Well, my best advice would be invest in yourself before investing in any kind of real estate. And we did everything wrong, but we still made some money. But doesn't mean it happens all the time. What are some expert tips for making money with gas stations? You should have good marketing, clean, and good customer service. What type of marketing tends to work for gas stations? Well, normally people do just the gas, but we try to do the inside sales because that's where we make money. We don't make money on gas. We have like digital displays on our gas stations. We try to display the deals and we try to change the deals every week so that they have something new. It's typical not to make money on gas, right? Correct. Would it be advantageous for you to always be the lowest in price for gas? That way you drive more traffic? Well, the competition drops the price too, so you have to match the street. Mm, okay. Yeah, if you drop three pennies, somebody else will drop three pennies, then you'll have to drop three pennies again. <laughs> the best practice is to match the street price. Based on your experience, you mentioned that you recommend working on yourself before you invest in any type of real estate. What's one way that you work on yourself? Well, I'm doing this now after three years. You need to read a lot. You need to learn from the people who have walked this path before rather than just walking by yourself. It's much better to learn from the experienced people, have some mentors, read some books read some forums like bigger pockets 
So I think that's what I'm doing for my multifamily investment now. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. You looking for a one-stop landlording software that helps you create listings, find and screen tenants, and accept rental payments while managing maintenance requests? Oh, by the way, it's zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever. Looking to build a predictable and duplicatable real estate investing business? Do over 100 flips a year. Whether it's flipping or wholesaling, experience a difference with the ultimate real estate investing course now and also get a free strategy session with Dylan. He's been a guest on the podcast before. You can use the code JOE20 for 20% off. Everything you need to know in one course, go to www.theultimaterealestateinvestingcourse.com. All right, KK, what's the best ever book you've read? Multifamily Millions Book. What's the best ever deal you've done? Well, we bought a house I already discussed at an auction for 23000 and it appraised for 56000 and we used that as collateral to buy six more cash-flowing rentals. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? The biggest mistake we did in the second year of our real estate career, we bought at auction.com for 91000 and we rehabbed it and spent about $20,000 before the closing happened. How'd you end up with the house? Well, finally, the closing did happen after 45 days. <laughs> and then we put it on sale and was sold to the first customer for 139000 So you made a little bit of money on that. Yeah, we made about $23,000 on it. Best ever way you like to give back? Well, we have a charity. We have had a charity since 2009, and we adopted 15 children since 2009, and we organized medical camps through that charity and cancer awareness and checkup camps in India. How many children do you have living with you now? The children are adopted are through forgotten children worldwide. They are in South India, 15. Do you legally adopt them, or are you sponsoring them? We are paying for their education, school, lodging. What's the best ever way the best ever listeners can get in touch with you? Hoosier Rentals at Hotmail.com. And I am pretty active on Facebook and LinkedIn. Well, KK, thank you so much for being on the show. And you gave us three keys to making money with gas stations. Good marketing, make them clean, and have good customer service as well as talked about creative way that you got into the residential business by having a conversation with someone at your church and then doing the deal with him and then talking about how you manage that portfolio that you've since added to using PDF filler and Buildium. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Looking to build a predictable and duplicatable real estate investing business? Do over 100 flips a year. Whether it's flipping or wholesaling, experience a difference with the ultimate real estate investing course now and also get a free strategy session with Dylan. He's been a guest on the podcast before. You can use the code JOE20 for 20% off. Everything you need to know in one course, go to www.theultimaterealestateinvestingcourse.com.